Good morning, Ward Church. It is a pleasure to be with you here today. My name is Sean Carroll, and I am the pastor of Spiritual Formation and Care. I've been about Ward, been at Ward for about two months now, and um, it's been awesome. I've been love getting to know the people I'm working with, I'm starting to meet some of the congregants, just in little pockets, and um, I look forward to getting to meet all of you. I wanted to tell you a little bit about myself in the sermon today. And um, one thing, two things that you need to know about me. Um, so let's look at my signature here. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you've seen this. This is my signature. It says, in his arms. And that's really the only thing I need you to focus on right now. In his arms. That's the title of my sermon. And I just think it's really important that you know that about me, that I want to be in his arms. The two things that you need to know is that one, I'm a hugger. I love hugs. So if you come up to me, maybe not during COVID, but if you come up to me anytime and give me a hug, I will think that's awesome. I love hugs. So, you know, strangers, after COVID's over, if you want to come up to me and say, I don't know him, but I know he likes hugs. You're right. I would love a hug. Um, Love to give hugs, love to get hugs. So I'm a hugger. So being in his arms is so important. Number two, I grew up without a father. And that's kind of a stinky fact. He passed away when I was one, and I didn't know what it was like to have a father. I didn't know what it was like to be disciplined, to be loved, to be held by a father. It was a foreign concept to me. It's just my life. It's just what I grew up with. So every email that I send... I send wanting to remember where I belong and who I belong to. I send every email hoping to remember where I belong and who I belong to. I belong in his arms. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you acknowledging that you are our dad who loves us, that you've adopted us that you are worthy of our praise. We are so glad to be called your children, Lord. Lord, I am so glad that I get to call you Father. Please be with us today. Have your Holy Spirit speak to us. Allow us to feel that we are in your arms and in your presence. Um, Open our eyes to your word so that we may come to know and glorify and honor you better today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So why do I send that email? Why do I need to remember? Every single time? Well, the one thing that we never graduate from is we never graduate from the gospel. We need to remind ourselves daily what the gospel is. We need to remind ourselves that the good news of Jesus Christ was given to us as a lovely, beautiful, and free gift. And we need to live our lives in response to that and share that gift with others. It's not like math where you say, oh, one plus one, that was so easy. I don't need to remember that. Now I do fractions and now I'm putting letters in my equations. And now there's all these kind of wavy lines and you don't need to remember one plus one. The gospel is so different. It's so foundational. It's the cornerstone. It's the base. It's the capstone. It's the top. It's the beginning and the end of our faith. The gospel of Jesus Christ is so important. We need to remind ourselves daily of what it is. And this signature reminds me when I send it of that gospel. Well, you might be asking yourself, well, it says in his arms. Who are you talking about? Well, there's actually three different answers. And 
I think you know what those three answers are. I'm in the arms of the Father, I'm in the arms of Jesus, and I'm in the arms of the Holy Spirit. And depending on the situation that I'm in, the Holy Spirit really helps remind me whose arms I need to remember that I'm in in any given situation. But this idea of being in his arms, it brings both comfort and conviction. When we're in his arms, it brings both comfort and conviction to us. Let me explain what I mean. We are in the arms of God the Father who loves us. God the Father who loves us. Look at this passage from Luke 15. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Now, as you heard the scripture read before, you heard this verse. You saw the whole passage about the son being, feeling dejected and feeling alone and like, I think I need to go home, but I'm not sure that my father's going to love me. I'm not sure that he's going to want me after I rejected him and took all his money. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, the larger story that we didn't read is the story of the prodigal son. It's about a son who took his father's inheritance while he was still alive and went away, left his father, left his whole family, and he squandered everything and eventually had nothing left and was eating with pigs. And that's when he realized, you know what? The father may not like me right now, but I know he has lots of good things, so I'm going to go back and plead with him and see if he'll take me back. And that's when he realized. And at that moment, when he wasn't sure about the father's love, the father saw him from a long way off. And he ran and he embraced him and he did not worry that he squandered the inheritance. He did not worry about anything else. But he loved him so much. He was just so glad to have him home. That father is our heavenly father. And he's calling to us. He wants us to come home to him all the time, anytime. No matter what we've done, no matter what we're doing, he wants us to turn and run to him and run into his arms. And that should bring so much comfort to us. So much comfort. Again, I grew up without a father. I had no concept of what it meant to be in the father's arms. I didn't know what it meant for my dad to come home from work and to be embraced by him and to welcome him home. I have no idea what that meant. It wasn't until I had my own children that they would come to me and they would run up to me as I got home from work and they say, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Or in my family, we call me Pops. They say, Pops, Pops. And I'd run and I'd get on my knees and I'd give them a big hug and they'd squeeze me and they'd try to knock me over. And they just love me so much and I love that from them. I love that they wanted to be with me. And when I think about our Heavenly Father, He longs to be with us. He wants us to know that He loves us and that He's looking out for us and that we're safe in His arms. And that's comforting. It's so comforting. Here's one of my favorite stories when I think about um, my kids and the relationship to me as a father and then our Heavenly Father. So if any of you have kids and they're just learning how to talk and they're just learning how to count, they count something like this. One, three, two, seven, ten! Yay! And they're so excited. And they're two years old. My son Micah, he's two. I'm not going to be like, no, Micah, you got it wrong. It's one, two, three, four. 
I'm just going to be so excited and celebrate with him how he's doing. Yay, you did it, Micah. So proud of you. You did such a good job. He put the effort in. He's trying. Yeah, he didn't get it right. He's just learning. When we realize the Father's infinite capacity for wisdom and infinite knowledge and the little minuscule bit of knowledge that we have, and we put the effort in and we say, okay, God, we want to honor you with our lives. We want to love you and to serve you well. And here's how we think you want us to do it because this is what you've taught us in your word. This is how we want to glorify you. He's going to celebrate that. Yeah, we're not going to get it all the way right. We're going to mess up and we're going to need to apologize if things go wrong, but he's going to love us for that effort. And it's so comforting to know that we have a father who loves us and we're in his arms. But also, it should bring conviction, right? Our father who adopted us, who loves us unconditionally, who does applaud our efforts, he's the king of the universe and he created everything just so. We should be doing everything we can to praise and honor him the way that he has asked us to do that. That's conviction. God, you're my father and I want to honor you. Help me. Help me. Convict me in the ways that I've done wrong, in the ways that I've fallen short. I know in your word you've taught me how to live. Help me to live in a way that honors you, that spreads your glory to the nations so that I can be a blessing to the nations for their good and for your benefit. It brings conviction to us. And if any of you are like me, you may be thinking, I'm just wholly inadequate to do that. I, I don't have the ability. But that brings us to the second person's arms that we're in. We are in the arms of Jesus, the Savior who redeemed us. We are in the arms of Jesus, the Savior who redeemed us. We're not alone. We don't have to honor God with our own lives. We don't have to measure up or be good enough to earn that love. Jesus did it for us. Let's look at this verse from John 6, 37. All the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. I will never, ever cast out. Jesus is actually talking to a crowd of people here. So he's talking to his disciples, his close friends. He's talking to his followers, the people that follow Jesus. He's talking to just random people who may be passing by or may be curious. And he's talking to Pharisees. So he's talking to both proponents and opponents of himself. He's talking to everyone. And he's giving a blanket statement to all people that everyone the Father gives to me, I will never cast out. It's a message to all. How comforting is that? How comforting is that? All that the Father gives to me, I won't ever cast out. It's not based on me. It's not based on my goodness. It's not based on anything that I've done in any way. That is so comforting. So comforting. It is based on God. That God the Father gives us to Jesus and Jesus says he will never cast us out and he calls us to himself. And he will bring the work to completion, that which he started. All of these promises from God are so comforting to us that we don't have to rely on ourselves. We don't have to rely on our goodness to honor and glorify God. 
we can rely on the completed and finished work of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've said this to your kids. I know that I have. There's a couple of different illustrations here. You could say, as far as the east is from the west, so far as I separated your sin from you, said Jesus. And he died on the cross. And we are in those arms. Or maybe you've said this one. Jesus says, I love you this much. And he stretched out his arms and died. And we are in those arms. And he loves us so much. And that message is for all. Whether you're an opponent of Jesus right now, whether if you're just curious about Jesus, whether if you just started following him, or if you've been following him for your whole life, this message that he will never cast you out belongs to you. It belongs to us all. It is so comforting to know that we are in the arms of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who redeems us. But it also brings convictions. We are sinners. We mess up. That's why we need to pay the punishment for our sin. And yet, Jesus paid that punishment for us. The conviction is, wow, I was bought with a price. Let's not squander this unbelievable gift. Let's live our lives to God's glory for Jesus' sake, and let's pass that good news on to everybody else. The gospel is for everybody, and we need to remind ourselves and remind each other of the gospel every day. The conviction is, Lord, you sacrificed for me. Now let me live for you. And again, now we get to this same thing. If you're like me in any way, you feel wholly inadequate to be able to do that. And that's why I like to remind myself of the third person whose arms I'm in. I'm in the arms of the Holy Spirit, the gift giver who empowers me. I'm in his arms, the gift giver. That's so good. He's the one that's empowering me. Listen to this really, really short verse from 1 Corinthians. Now there are a variety of gifts with the same spirit. That's it. A variety of gifts, the same spirit. It's also in the same passage that says there's a variety of service, but the same Lord. Many members, one body. God arranges each member as he chooses. Many gifts, one spirit. We have the awesome privilege of being given gifts by the Holy Spirit. We don't do it in our own power. Everything that we do is given to us by God. How comforting is that? It is so good to know that we are not alone, that we have the Holy Spirit empowering us and allowing us to do the good work that Jesus has called us to. If I don't believe in myself or if I'm scared, God, who created the whole universe, who loved us so much and sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for me, also sent the Holy Spirit to give me those gifts to succeed in the calling that he gave to me. Whoa, so comforting. But then we come to the conviction point, right? He gave us gifts to use. He gave us good gifts to use. Let's use them. We are many members one body. We each have our different functions. Paul says, if I'm not a hand and I'm a foot, does that mean I'm no good? 
Or if I'm not an eye and I'm an ear, is that no good? We each have our function. Some of us are preachers. Some of us are teachers. Some of us have the gifts of administration. Some of us the power of prayer. Some of us the power of encouragement, hospitality. There are so many gifts that the Lord given to us and there's a variety of gifts. Let's use those gifts for our good, for the good of our neighbor, for the good of our community, for the good of our family, our church family, all for God's glory. The conviction is, whoa, I was given a gift. I do not want to squander it. The other thing that I need to be reminded of sometimes, of why I'm in his arms, I'm in the arms of the Spirit who's empowering me to do this work, is sometimes I'm arrogant. And when I'm arrogant, like every day, I need to remind myself that it's actually the Holy Spirit working in me and through me. And the reason why people like me for whatever reason or I did something good is because I was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes I just need to get knocked down a peg. And I'm reminded of that when I send the email. I, rem I am reminded whose I am. I'm reminded who I am. I'm reminded that God is my Father who loves me. I am reminded that I am saved by Jesus the Redeemer. I am reminded that I am given gifts by the Holy Spirit to use for my good, the good of those around me, and God's glory. It brings both comfort and conviction to me every single time I read an email. And the Holy Spirit is really the one who kind of helps remind me what I need in that moment. It is so good to remind ourselves. It is so good to remind yourself of the gospel every single day. It is the reason for our existence as Christians. So in closing, the thing that I love about Scripture is that it's so relevant to all people. I picked three little verses out that remind me about being in the arms of our Father, of Jesus, and of the Holy Spirit. We are always in his arms. But maybe if you preach a sermon on being in his arms, it would be completely different. I'm not trying to limit God in saying he's only these three things. I'm just trying to say, and for me and my story, and the fact that I'm a hugger, and the fact that I grew up without a father, I need to be reminded of those things in my life. I need to be comforted by those things. I need to be convicted by those things. For you, what does it mean to be in his arms? What does it mean in his arms? Maybe for you, you would preach about being in the arms of God, the king who reigns over us, Jesus, the rescuer who found us, or the Holy Spirit, the conscience who guides us. Just remember, whatever it is, it should bring us comfort in who we are and whose we are, and it should bring us conviction of will to serve and honor and glorify our Heavenly Father and His precious Son, Jesus Christ. Maybe this is all new for you. Maybe you've never thought about being in His arms. Remember, the idea of what a father is was totally missed by me until I became a parent myself. I remember having conversations with my brother when I was a kid and he was a teenager. He'd be like, I don't know what it means to call God my father. It, it doesn't make sense to me. And we had a really good conversation about that. But God is inviting each of us 
He is inviting you to become his child. Jesus speaks to all the crowds. It doesn't matter if you're an enemy, a friend. It doesn't matter if you're a foe or a follower. God says, I want to give you the gift of eternal life through Jesus, my son. Remember that the choice lies with you. If we look back at the prodigal son, the father let the son go. Now that's love. He let him go. He said, I know it's best for you to be here and I want you here, but I'm going to let you go because I love you. And as a parent, I can say, whoa, that is so hard to let your kids mess up. All parents are nodding their heads right now, know exactly what I'm talking about. But he's inviting you to come back. The choice lies with you. If you want to talk more about this after the service, you can contact me through the Ward app or Ward Online. I would love to start a conversation with you and to talk more about it. I know so many people at Ward, if you're coming with a friend, go talk to them about it. What does it mean to be in his arms for you? I would be honored to spend time with you. They would be honored to spend time with you. But please, if you're getting that stirring in your heart, ask someone about it. Thank you. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, how good it is to use that title. I am so glad that you love me so much that you gave Jesus Christ to me and that he will never cast me out. I am so glad that it's not in my hands, Lord, because I fall inadequate, fall short all the time. So I praise you that the work is done by Jesus Christ and I praise you for creating me and giving me good gifts. I love my gifts. I want to honor you with those gifts. Lord, may this word penetrate our hearts today and may we feel warmth as we remember we are in your arms. May the Holy Spirit convict us to glorify you with our lives and our actions and our words. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.